to the minutes of October 30th, 2017, the organizational meeting. Are there any uh, errors, omissions, clarifications required there? Are you, people want to make sure that they're not on a, they're not on a committee that they weren't supposed to be on. <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, are the, is that an attachment for that council meeting, that charge of uh, the committee? No. no. Should it be? Probably should be, because that's the record, right? Yes. Yeah. So perhaps we will uh, table table the minutes of the organizational meeting until we can uh, attach a uh, a listing of the committees and the representatives on those committees. <laughs> So uh, perhaps a motion to uh, table the minutes of the October 30th, 2017 organizational meeting for the next, uh, next council meeting. All in favor? In favor. And that motion was made by the Councillor Good. Do we have any public hearings, uh, Mr. Parker? We do not, Chair Richard. Very good. We do have one presentation. Uh, like to, uh, like to welcome uh, the Honorable Arnold Pearson, our federal member of Parliament, uh, to our council meeting. And I understand today, Mr. Pearson, you were at a function. Yeah. Were you not? Yeah. yeah. So I met with. Uh, Sure. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, yeah, we were. I was meeting uh, this afternoon with the folks from the Purple Wrong, oh, okay. uh, the Iraqi homelessness. Um, I was supposed to also have a meeting this morning over in Fairview with the elementary school, but that didn't that ended up falling through. So and I'm going to the Métis celebration over at the museum uh, tonight yet as well. So uh, lots going on here in Peace River. So did you provide the Purple Run with? With uh, financing? No. Federal financing? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, I, we're, we're not the government right now, so I can advocate uh, to the government saying that uh, we should be uh, supporting this uh, initiative for sure. Uh, yeah, please go yeah. ahead. Uh, you have a presentation for us. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, first of all, I'd like to once again congratulate each and every one of you on your elections and re elections. Uh, it's without small sacrifice to make uh, to hold one of these positions and all of our communities in all of Canada require uh, good support from the local population so I'd like to thank you for each, each and every one of you for stepping up uh, to take this place and 
look forward to working with you uh, as we continue to, uh, as I like to call it, uh, make the promised land prosper. So I, I say that uh, kind of facetiously, but we are the top honey producing riding uh, in the country. So uh, we are flowing with honey and there's 7,500 dairy animals, so that's pretty good milk as well. I just wanted to bring three things, essentially, uh, have a discussion with you about. Um, marijuana is, we're busy debating the, the new legislation coming through the House of Commons right now. Um, it's a bill that is trying to achieve two things at once, the government says. It's one trying to keep marijuana out of the hands of children, and we're also trying to legalize it at the same time. From my perspective and the third party's perspective, those two things don't equal the same. So it's uh, fairly uh, trying to do two of the opposite things at the same time. However, the current legislation will essentially download, uh, the federal government will legalize it, but all the implementation of what it looks like to download it essentially falls into your lap. Um, there will be zoning laws, there will be bylaws that you need to. Uh, they're, they're saying we're going to allow four plants per home. Um, it'll be up to you to regulate that and police that and all that kind of thing. So we're quite concerned about how that is going to affect our local um, municipalities. And so I wanted to have a discussion with you on that one in particular uh, as to where, where I should go back with that. If the bill hasn't passed yet, they want it to pass before we break for Christmas so that they can implement it by uh, uh, next year, July 1st, but uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes for sure. The, uh, the other one I wanted to talk a little bit about was the changes to the tax code that the Liberal government is making, uh, particularly their uh, attack on small business. Uh, they had a three-prong approach of they wanted to end income sprinkling, they wanted to change the uh, capital gains exemption, and well, there's one other thing, I'm just forgetting it off the top of my head, but they, they seem to have moved it back, particularly on the passive, the passive income. They wanted, particularly on that one, they're going to, they said that they're going to walk it back a bunch and they're saying you're only allowed to have uh, passive income up to $50,000, but we still have no idea um, how, how that's going to be calculated. So $50,000 per individual who is a shareholder in that company or $50,000 uh, total, uh, how is this going to be? Any money after the $50,000, which we still have decided, um, could be taxed at a rate of 73%. So we're saying that this is, this is an outrageous tax uh, percentage, particularly when you look at these are the people that are providing the jobs in most of our communities. These are the people that are paying a fair share of taxes already in this country. Uh, and so to, to characterize them as tax cheats, uh, and that they should be paying more um, is acceptable. Now, they've said that they're going to walk it back, but we're still looking forward to some of those details. Uh, uh, they continue to raise taxes. They have a spending problem, is really what it boils down to. Uh, we are at a $25 billion deficit, and they're trying to raise money to st stop, the, stop the bleeding, essentially, but they're still looking around everywhere. Just them going after, just them talking about going after the passive investment has already led to a whole bunch of people pulling capital out of their business and putting it into the personal finance, which has led to a, quite an increase in the revenues for them because as they pull it out of the out of their business into the personal, there's uh, personal income tax that gets paid uh, that increases revenues to the government. So just them talking about it has has driven the government revenues up a bunch. But we see them going after things like the uh, disability tax credit for di diabetics, uh, repealing that for a number of people, uh, small business tax credit for uh, sports and uh, music lessons and these kinds of things. So they need more money and they're looking in all kinds of corners, corners to find it. Uh, so we're, we're concerned about that as well. Uh, lastly, the one thing I wanted to bring up, more of a positive note on the House of Commons, we recently passed unanimously with uh, all parties was the Magnitsky Act, and this was uh, an act to prevent uh, people that had contributed to war crimes, preventing them from coming here to Canada. So we're quite proud that uh, all of Canada, or all the 
how at least we get the other end of probably billions to pass this piece of legislation. I think we're the second country in the world to pass a piece like this. And so uh, it was hailed uh, very greatly in, in Ottawa. And uh, I'm quite proud to have been part of that. Uh, it was led by a, a, a conservative senator uh, to the Senate, and then it came to the House of Commons, and it was led by my colleague, uh, Mr. James Bazan from Southern Manitoba. So those are the three things I, I would leave you with. Lots more things have been going on, so if you got questions about uh, anything else that's been happening in, in Ottawa or my perceptions of where we're headed out there, I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Any questions for Mr. Pearson? Uh, Ms. I'm just curious about this marijuana legislation because I'm not fully up to speed on it, but some of your comments were that that's going to fall down on the municipality as far as policing. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, typically, uh, depending on whether you're paying your own police force here or if it's the province paying the policing, but um, yeah, so it will be up to, there will be a whole other level of policing that will have to the, the rules are extremely convoluted as to the four plants per house, not more than a meter high. Uh, the possession, the, the possessions limits are are all over the place depending on how old you are. There's all kinds of rules about how much you're allowed to have on your possession at a particular time. Uh, there's also, when it comes to impaired driving, uh, what does that look like? There isn't really any system of test at this point, uh, short of a blood test. But even that isn't conclusive because it stays in your system for a very long time. So you might be impaired right now, but there may not be any. So we're, we're looking, so that'll be a cost that just for assess training your police officers up so that they can verifiably predict that this person was impaired when they were driving. Uh, all of that comes into play. Never mind the bylaws that will need to be passed as to particularly where, where this stuff is allowed to be grown. Um, they're saying up to four four plants in a house, um, but it will be up to you as to whether saying this, you'll be able to say, okay, this community you're allowed to grow marijuana and this one you're not allowed to. Uh, also comes in with bylaws of how you can grow it. Uh, according to what I've been told anyways, is it doesn't just grow anywhere. You need fairly sophisticated equipment to make it grow. There's problems with moisture and these kinds of things. So. Uh, you don't necessarily just want to grow it in your living room per se. Uh, you may want to actually have greenhouse facilities uh, in your in your home, uh, just due to mold issues and stuff like that. So that'll come with the whole raft of bylaws that you'll have to deal with, and then there's the enforcement of that as well. So we're concerned that this legalization is going to be downloading a, a lot onto the municipality as to the enforcement of it and the new rules that come. So as far as I know, this is more of a um, more provincial, but it comes down to what uh, what Councillor Needham just mentioned that we pay for our, our portion for the policing because we're a municipality of over five thousand. Yeah. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the town pays approximately one point two million annually for that service. Yeah. So with our overworked department already, like our first responders are well overworked. Yeah. Is there any plans? in the future as far as that threshold of 5,000 uh, as far as policing goes to help with that? I have no idea that, I'm not sure about that. Well, that'll be, that'll be something that'll have to get worked out uh, over, over time. Um, that, that's the first I hear of the threshold, that must be a provincial thing. Yeah, it's a provincial thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I haven't heard anything on that for sure. Mr. Scammerhorn? Oh, no questions for me. Mr. Neal? Uh, yes, I picked up on your comment that, uh, yes, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Pearson, you're not the government of the day, but uh, I've seen that you're here and you're a target for local politicians. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, some of us can't help ourselves, so uh, I'll just put my oar in the water real quickly. We're building a uh, recreation multiplex in town. You've seen hundreds of these requests in your political life. We would certainly like to see the federal government step up somewhere. Uh, so if you can pass along a nugget in terms of a, a phone number or a contact or a program, uh, 
we would sure love to see some federal participation in a recreation project if that's possible. So that's sure. uh, that's about all I've all I've got. Yeah, we all every one of these projects always takes all levels of government to cooperate together, so I'm happy to do that. Um, I could start with uh, for sure getting you a letter of support for that project. Um, that that'll be the most tangible thing I can give you right off the get go. Um, but after that, we can we'll we'll push forward with not. Sure. Oh, that would be great. And just just a small add-on, it uh, and just for your interest, the we've got all the local municipalities around us here, so it's not just the town of Peace River. We've got uh, over 15 million, but that's cobbled together between the three of us. So, uh, so it is a regional project. So, if you could again, if you could uh, provide us some uh, path to the uh, to the uh, to the pot of gold, uh, that would be great <laughs> for sure. Actually, uh, I'll correct you on the council meeting. It's four of us. We forgot the hundred thousand from uh, the FDRP. So I stand corrected. <laughs> well, I, I don't really have any uh, trenchant questions. Um, what do you What do you call on your is it multiplex? Yeah, yeah it's, recreational it's multiplex. It's Peace Region multiplex. Yeah, and it's. As the mayor pointed out, there are four of us. Um, I can talk to you if you're on later in the evening. Uh, uh, but there are four municipalities, and uh, again, that'd be a great opportunity to uh, see the federal government step up uh, in some manner. Mr. Mayor, yeah, a comment um, with respect to the mar marijuana. Um, I find it hard to believe that even if there is a law that's passed by December that training of RCMP and um, time for municipal bylaws to be formatted can happen within six months so that everything's ready by July 1. So I would encourage Mr. Burson to um, keep sticking with the fact that there's not enough time to implement this properly. Thank you. I share your concern. Well, thank you, Mr. Rearson. I'm sure the press has noted that the number one item on your agenda was marijuana. <laughs> they, will be, they will want to interview. Is that right? You'll want an interview with Mr. Taylor, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, and then we'll, yeah, because we're, we're going into bylaws on beer, wine, spirits, and liqueurs next, so probably uh, probably give you enough time uh, to uh, to interview Mr. Nursing. I uh, I will put a plug in here for me. I gave a speech on the meaning of beer last week. The okay. government the government is changing the meaning of beer. So mm. you might be somewhat of a facetious uh, speech, but uh, I. The government thinks they can do a lot of things, include changing the meaning of beer. Okay, very good. Mm -hmm. I look forward to reading that definition. Yeah. Okay. So, well, good. thank you very much. I appreciate your giving me some time here tonight, and I look forward to it. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. That takes us into uh, bylaws. Uh, you've got a request for a decision on bylaw 2014 amending the land use bylaw 1891 to add production of beer, wine, spirits, and materials. So this is uh, the first step to allow a distillery into our town, craft beers. Good evening, Council. Uh, what's coming around right now is an updated version of the RFD. I'm not 100% sure what happened, but uh, the RFD I had intended to attach to the agenda was not the one that ended up being there. So you've got a, a slightly updated version. Uh, however, the bylaw that was attached to the agenda was the correct version. So, so this is, an we have received an application to amend uh, the land use bylaw to add production of beer, wine, spirits, and liquors to the piece of the land use bylaw. It's a use that's not currently enabled within our bylaw, so we wouldn't be able to contemplate any application uh, that would allow for that. Uh, the applicant has requested that the use be enabled as a discretionary use in the Riverfront Development District, the Mixed Commercial Residential District, the Primary Commercial District, Highway Commercial District, um, Shopping Center Commercial District and Mixed Industrial Business District. 
so what we have done is reviewed a number of other bylaws within the province to see how other municipalities are handling this type of use. It's definitely an emerging use. Many of the bylaws have been amended in the last year or two to kind of contemplate this. And what we have before you is a bylaw that defines a brewery, winery, and or distillery as a, means a use where an alcoholic where alcoholic beverages is manufactured, packaged, and sold on site. The development is licensed by the Alberta Gaming and Liquor Commission. This use does not include developments that have a Class E license uh, dash manufacturer from the AGLC. Developments with a Class E license manufacturer from the AGLC may be considered under the general industrial use of this bylaw. So our intent here is to specifically define uh, smaller breweries or distilleries um, as a, a use that we'll contemplate in other districts that are not industrial. So we have proposed to add this use to the Riverfront Development District, the mixed commercial residential district, the primary commercial district, highway commercial, commercial shopping center, and mixed industrial business district, and also our ag urban reserve district. In all cases, we would be adding this as a discretionary use, meaning that the town has the ability to say yes or no, depending on the specifics of the application. Uh, and the bylaw also goes through and adds a number of regulations specifically associated with this use. So the, the intent of the regulations is that within the commercial districts, we would require that the, um, the development include a storefront where individuals could go in and purchase whatever is being produced on site, mm -hmm. but that the applicant would also have the ability to apply for a related use, say a restaurant, a pub, something along those lines. Um, in that district. In the industrial district, we would allow for a storefront where individuals could go purchase the products, but we would not allow for related uses that would increase commercial related traffic in our industrial district. And then within the agricultural district, the intent is that if someone wanted to develop a distillery or a winery where they were producing some of the, the inputs for that product on site, then we would allow for the distillery or winery to be on site as an accessory or a secondary use. So there would have to be the agricultural use associated with that on that land, but then we would also allow for the, the distillery itself to be present there. Uh, we've also added some specific parking requirements. They're a combination of, um, of what is required currently under our industrial <coughs> parking requirements as well as accounting for the foot traffic that would come from the storefront. And then finally, with respect to the application, uh, we've delineated a number of information requirements that we would have, uh, the major impacts that this type of use would have that the town will want to account for has to do with the water and storm or sanitary water requirements. So we want to make sure that the application would fit within our municipal systems. So we allow ourselves to require that information and to also set conditions with respect to what that information would be. I can take any questions that council might have with respect to the content. So, uh, yeah. so anywhere in downtown? Yes. Uh, basically, our downtown, and I do have, uh, if you guys want to look at the web map, I do have that up right now. But basically our downtown comprises of three districts, the primary commercial district, the mixed commercial residential district, and the riverfront district. And it is discretionary in all of those districts. Uh, with respect to the industrial district, it's the district that is located just uh, north of the bridge. So we're not talking about the major industrial areas to, on the West Hill. We're talking about the industrial area that's uh, just north of the bridge. And then the Ag Urban Reserve is some of our larger parcels. Park up by the high school where the, um, uh, what do you call it, the, um, the car dealership used to be? Yes, that is currently zoned M1B, so that is one of the districts. But keep in mind that this use is enabled as a discretionary use. So if we felt like it was too close to a school, we could make the choice that that was inappropriate to approve it in that spot. Thanks. Just, just one comment that is there a possibility of consideration of this that 
If we're talking about riverfront commercial and still have in mind that we're trying to have certain things, uh, recreational things, down by the riverfront, and one of the views that was looked at years and years ago for the riverfront commercial was things that are kind of appropriate there, and that was at that time, including restaurants, eateries, and stuff like that that would be appropriate. Could it be a thought to, if we want to guide people to that, of removing the discretionary Riverfront commercial mm -hmm. and making it allowed in Riverfront commercial and discretionary in the other areas. The, the only reason I think is it gives a nod to the to the purpose. And I mean, I can see having a a, a brew pub or let's say a, a restaurant that has that makes its own wine or its own spirit. And I'm I'm not a drinker, so I don't take advantage of it. But I just think for the atmosphere of what we're trying to achieve on the river, that might be an appropriate consideration. That's just a thought. We could go in that direction if we were to do that. They would still be required to meet all the regulations that are set out in the bylaws. So provided they did meet all of those things, then perhaps. I think it would just sort of steer them, maybe steer them into the consideration. Mm -hmm. And it might be one of the more appropriate locations rather than one of the less appropriate. That's all. Thank you. <coughs> manufacturer license then you're producing upwards for or greater than 400,000 hectoliters a year which is a number that my brain doesn't fully comprehend um, so we're we're saying that anything in that realm would be required to be in our industrial district but in terms of the floor area requirements we're not setting out uh, storage versus production area the only stipulation is if you're in commercial you have to have a storefront where people can directly engage with the product if you're in the commercial district. Okay, thanks. Are you Gardner or Mr. Richard? <laughs> 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 I'm like Mr. Gardner. <laughs> and he had oh. <laughs> uh, I've read this a couple of times uh, just so I could sort of wrap my head around it. I don't have a problem with it. Mr. Needham, you're all for this, I think. Yeah, I've, I've never found a bad beer myself, so <laughs> I'm still looking. Just uh, just through my interest, uh, the, the, the group over in Grand Prairie comes to mind, and I, I think it's Great North or Canadian North or North something. I'm getting a nod from What's the proper name? Great North, I think. I think it is. There's GP Brewing, Brewing there's and there's also Grain Bandits. All right, let's go with that. So typically these operations, this can be, um, again, I'm looking at the parking and whatnot, but so th these operations can be anywhere from three people to 30 people. Is that fair? Is that is the range that big, depending on the... Depending on the production on the size. Scope. Okay. I guess I'm and, not sure about And again, that. so the only thing that regulates uh, so on that point, when I so the only thing that we concern ourselves about here then becomes the difference between three and thirty is is the parking. And other than that, we don't this bylaw will not we don't take exception one way or the other. We don't. It's just the parking at that at that point. Yeah, that's right. And the parking right now is regulated on the floor area. So and we basically what we did was to be consistent with what's currently in our bylaw. We looked at what are our general industrial requirements right now, and so for the floor area that is manufacturing of the product, we would require that the parking requirements for that portion of the building are consistent with the uh, the general industrial requirements, and then we add some spaces for the tasting. 
And if there's any sort of accessory use, if they are doing a pub, if they are doing a restaurant, then the parking requirements related to that type of use will also factor in. Uh, just point out your word, it, it looks well thought out. I'm, I'm supportive of what I see. This is Lord. Um, the more the merrier, Brianna. <laughs> they're looking to start up, let's do it. Okay, so you want a, it said a request for a decision, so. It is a request for decision for first reading. We're looking okay. for first reading of the bylaw and then we'll proceed to advertising. So Mr. Neiman, you're a bit of a beer drinker. Why don't you make first reading on this? Uh, your Worship, I would put a motion on the floor that we provide first reading to bylaw 2014 to amend uh, the land use bylaw 1891 to add production of beer, wine, spirits, and liquors to zones, districts as specified. All in favor? In favor. That's a unanimous consent there. Okay, so just to, just to throw my two bits in, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I voted for it. But I'm very, very intrigued by Councillor Good's uh, comments of getting that type of atmosphere down on the riverfront, depending on where on the riverfront. We're looking at. Okay, uh, we are now um, at unfinished business. Um, there's none. We'll go straight to new business. A request for decision regarding subdivision and field board appointment. Uh, thank you very much, Worship and Council. Uh, what we have here uh, before you is uh, uh, subdivision and development of field board appointment. Uh, currently, under our bylaw, uh, we can have up to nine members. Uh, no more than uh, three can be council. However, on January 1st, uh, 2018, that will change and uh, it will drop down to uh, basically one member uh, to be of council. And um, so um, that's gonna cause a few issues and uh, we, right now uh, what we're looking for is we're trying to get some uh, vacancies uh, uh, filled. So uh, we did have one application come on in and that's uh, Mr. Rod Berg has put in an application and he has received training in the past but he'll have to go for training in the future, I believe. To make sure on that one. Uh, all members of the SCAB will have to go for training. Yeah, so they'll all be, because uh, that was one of the, the other elements I think that they have to do there. So basically, uh, what you have before you is uh, just basically an application to uh, uh, fill in one of the positions right now. Um, if And under option one, if uh, we fill this uh, one uh, possibility, we still have two vacancies in the board, and um, we'll be looking for uh, filling that. Well, I feel like the priest. Uh, who says at the at the uh, at the board of marriage if there's anyone here who objects to this appointment, <laughs> speak now or forever hold their peace because uh, we need people to volunteer. So is there? I would move. Okay. That Mr. Bird be appointed to the subdivision development appeal board for two-year term. Okay. All in favor? In favor. Passed. Okay, so we now are at a request for a decision regarding signing authorities. Mr. Parker, are you leading this or Mr. Town? I will uh, speak to this, Your Worship. Um, just want to say that I think uh, Council made a wise and prudent decision on the last motion. As long as no trees come before the SCAB, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, That's so an inside joke. So this is a, a housekeeping uh, request for decision that the counter staff is seeking a, a motion to renew our signing authorities for um, check writing purposes. It's currently um, three members of council are designated with that authority as are three members of staff. As we issue and sign checks, it must be one of those two groups signing. So one of the three counselors must sign the first line, one of the three staff members must sign the second line, um, just for those, those oversight purposes. Um, so the recommendation is that um, the signing authorities for the new council um, remain the same with Mayor Tarpey, Deputy Mayor Manzer, and Councillor Needham um, able to sign on behalf of the town as, as elected officials. And CEO Parker, myself, and, and finance manager Shram 
and being able to sign on behalf of staff. Very good. And uh, for the new councillors, one of the reasons why Colin Needham is on there, besides the de mayor and deputy mayor, is uh, um, my job, my day job is outside the boundaries of the town of Peace River. And uh, sometimes Elaine Manzer, the deputy mayor, isn't in town uh, today, being an example of that. And so we, uh, we had Colin Needham sign the checks. In the old days, uh, while the council meeting was going on, the mayor would be signing checks, so wouldn't be focused in on that. So uh, that helps uh, alleviate that concern. So uh, uh, if I can get a motion uh, regarding the recommendation. Worship, I put a motion on the floor to uh, accept uh, the recommendation as presented for signing authority. Okay, all in favor? Uh, the next item is a request, another request for decision, and this is on fire services graduation. Your Honor, Council, uh, this is just uh, an invitation to the fire department graduation ceremony on uh, November the 28th at 7 p.m. Uh, this is a ceremony that uh, officially welcomes the new recruits into the fire department after their training. Um, it's a ceremony we held the first time in Aldborough one last year. It's quite successful. It shows our appreciation of the work that new recruits have done. Uh, we also use the occasion to award any promotions to other members of the department that gained up in rank um, during the time. So it's a formal celebration. We have an oath ceremony, a traditional ringing of the bell, presentation of the firefighters their epaulets um, and then uh, coffee cake and books. Yeah, the social media coverage of this uh, these zoom was uh, quite positive wasn't it uh, yeah. we, we this was one of our big hits on the uh, on the social media I think yeah one of the ones that cleared reached more than our population and I see mr. Harris you're looking to uh, to have a mayor or alternate attend the graduation to mark this particular event. Uh, I'd agree with you. I am trying to keep my uh, my schedule open for some other reasons. So um, certainly, uh, uh, Mr. Ford, are you interested in being uh, Yes, Your Worship, I'll attend. So, um, and, uh, well, we'll do it, Mayor or uh, Councillor Ford. Comes to worst, we'll find somebody, uh, somebody else if both of us are uh, out of commission. But uh, we'll, we'll get someone there. And anyone's welcome in a non-official capacity as well. Yeah, it's been jointly held with the uh, County Northern Lights, so the invite has gone to their council and we even uh, CIO as well. Where is this going to be held? This will be held here in town. At the fire hall here in town. Yeah. Okay, good show. Okay, motion perhaps. Okay. So you've got that motion down, Mrs. McQuake. Thank you. All in favor? Thank you. Um, and the uh, volunteer award ceremony is the next item and a request for decision on this. This is in follow-up to the discussion that council had um, last at the GMP meeting. So this is just the formalization for an enabling motion uh, for council members to attend the volunteer awards on December 1st. And I believe we had approximately three or four council members that were interested in, in attending. So I, a general enabling motion of council would probably suffice and which would allow other members to attend. Okay, very good. Our motion? I'll make it. Okay. All in favor? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We might be out of here by 7 o'clock, Mr. Town. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Jinxed it. Yeah. Um, 
The next item on the agenda is a request for a decision on lighting up the park. Correct. Um, our annual Christmas kickoff event outside of the Festival of Trees, that's this weekend coming up, by the way. Um, go and check out the town trees that will be put up tomorrow. Um, the Light Up the Park event is on Friday, November 24th at 7 p.m. And there is a request to have a delegate from council to attend to give a short greetings. Um, and we usually ask that individual also to assist with the countdown, um, which is kind of the fun part too. So another enabling motion of a member of council, either that or the whole council or a designate of council. I'm leaving the options open. <laughs> well, perhaps, uh, is, is Ms. Downing available for a short speech of welcome? Unfortunately, I will not be back from the AUMA at that moment. Oh, right. So this might pose a scheduling. We were not, I believe, not attending AUMA. So I wasn't good enough for the fire department. Maybe I can do. <laughs> So, community services would be happy to have you. Noted. One <laughs> <laughs> okay. day, counselor, we'll get you there. I'll sign. I'll sign. Drinking coffee now. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, we'll, uh, so, um, a motion to have the mayor or uh, Councillor Scamhorn uh, be enabled to present a short search. Statement of welcome on behalf of the town of Peace River at this year's Light Up the Park celebration. Please make that motion. Uh, All in favor? Excellent. Thank you. And just to, oh. Uh, Ms. Downey. Uh, just a quote, quick note also the parade is on Saturday this year, so different than in years past, on the <coughs> 25th. And I off the top of my head, I can't remember the time. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And I believe Autumn will be touching base with council about sure. attending the parade in terms of handing out goodies along the, the route. Mm -hmm. So just add that to your calendar. It's another festive annual event. And that's November the 25th, the Saturday and evening. What uh, Festival of Trees is this weekend? And we haven't been asked for to buy a table, or tables have all been snapped up. Uh, I don't believe we've received a request. The town's putting in an entry to the tree, as okay. we always do, or the tree decorating portion of it. But no, wait, I've come to think of it, I don't, I haven't seen it. I don't think last year we did either. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. I'm not sure if there was any invites that went out this year to uh, to request. Uh, people buy buy tables. I have a friend of mine that does sponsor that event yeah. and uh, they actually called in to, to purchase a table because they were not uh, approached by the by those people. So if the town's interested in purchasing a table, it might be something yeah. to look at. Yeah. Councillor Ford, I believe that there's it's sold out. Yeah, it might it be I've heard by now. Yeah. Which is great. It's great. Yeah. And so the town will have a presence with a tree. And Ms. Downing will be there. So Why do you say and Mr. Ford will be there. We'll all be there. Yeah. My kids. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, see, there's no reports. Uh, for information, though, uh, the RC. Oh, wait. Thanks for reminding me. So we have 8.6 is restorative justice. Is this a request for a decision or who's leading the discussion on that? Thank you very much, Your Worship. Uh, restorative, it's a restorative, restorative justice event um, invitation. So the Peace River Region Restorative Justice Association will be holding, and I'm not drinking today. <laughs> uh, we'll be holding a mock restorative justice event uh, to mark Restorative Justice Week. And I think we need to add restorative justice about three more times in the sentence uh, to show how the committee, what restorative justice looks like in practice. Uh, the event will occur on Tuesday, November 21st from 7 to 8.30 at the Saga Tower Friendship Center. Um, restorative justice is a system of criminal justice that focuses on the rehabilitation of offenders through reconciliation with victims 
and the community at large. It is a cooperative uh, process that includes all stakeholders and works towards transforming the relationship between offender, victor, and community, victim, and community. The approach uh, focuses on taking responsibility for one's action, making amends, and eventual reintegration of the uh, offender. Um, last year, we did have a presentation from uh, representatives of restorative justice, and uh, uh, they were well received. The option is is just to enable council and their members to attend the event to become more informed on it, uh, not to attend. And we're recommending uh, just to allow council to uh, attend. Uh, Enabling motion to Enabling motion to what is the date again? That is on the November 21st from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the Saga Tower Friendship Center. We'll, we'll send this out. Uh, this just came in right way after we had uh, posted it there. So, so anyone who's going to AUA might uh, already be away? Yes, and I, I believe I think there's only uh, two individuals who are not going to AUA. But no, there I will volunteer to go if uh, we'll make a neighboring motion. You won't have to do a speech. No speech? Well, I don't think they're asking for one. No, no, no. It's just, just to attend. Just attend. So there's only two of us that are going to any of the But I don't think I'll be able to attend. So um, Mr. Scamahorn will uh, carry the colors. But uh, we'll, uh, Ms. Downing, will you do the honors of making a motion to enable council to attend this event? So moved. All in favor? In favor. Okay, uh, there's no reports. Uh, that takes us to information. The RCMP has uh, sent forth another package of their uh, illuminating statistics. Um, if there's any questions on that, I'm sure Mr. Parker would be more than happy to forward them on to Mr. Brent Myers. There's also a letter, newsletter from the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. Uh, is there anything you want to highlight there, Ms. Manzer? Um, I would advise people to read um, page two, the executive director's desk uh, for the um, priority for the watershed for the upcoming year. Okay. And um, did anyone have any questions on the RCMP statistics? <laughs> well, I, 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 do, I do your worship, and I don't, I, there's an acronym in here, and I, I think I figured it out. I think it's 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 a uh, victor sierra uniform so i presume that stands for victim services unit and uh, i was surprised i don't know what page number that's on here but uh, so these are victim services accepted declined offered not available referral and there's some big numbers in here uh, like victim services decline like it's 4700 cases so i guess if perhaps i'll look at Councillor JD, and is there a connection between <laughs> between this work and restorative justice? Like, is, is somewhere in here? Like, like obviously, this is a report on crime, so, so someone in this report is going to be directed towards restorative justice to seek community restitution. So, I, I guess my question is, somewhere in here, there must be a correlation, is there not? I, I don't know how you find it, but. Um, there is no correlation? I, I honestly don't know, but what I could do is I can pass this on to Brenton, but I don't think there is any correlation. So there, there are some big numbers in here, and I, I guess crime seems to be doing well in Peace River. There's, I'm surprised at these numbers. But, uh, um, maybe I'm interpreting the data wrong, but that just seems, seems like an awful big number. You have to remember also victim services could be called in not just for crime situations. For example, we've actually utilized them at the pool when we've had some very near misses and uh, trauma for staff to manage with dealing with victims um, in, a, in a water, sorry, Councillor Manager wouldn't be able to hear me back there. 
So we, we called for victim services assistance with dealing with staff needing to go through some um, crisis intervention briefing processes. So we're probably counted in terms of six of the staff that we did a debriefing with and they assisted us through that process. So they'll assist not just in crime situations, in all <coughs> sorts of other scenarios. So yes, their stats are high and they're a regional program. Um, so I don't know how they break down their stats by region. Unfortunately, some of those RCMP statistics yeah, are- These numbers aren't ones and twos, they're like they, 47, 4,700 yeah. need. <laughs> yeah, significant, yeah. Great program which council provides funding to annually. It, 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 I guess it wasn't a question of worship. I was just wondering. So we're looking for more information. Well, I, I, it, so what the, the work of restorative justice, it seemed half a chance that we're dealing with this, but I presume there must be a connection back to this report somehow. I mean, these cases must be tied to something in here, whether it's, well, there's, there's all kinds of numbers in here, but if it's, it's it, there's uh, uttering threats in here, there's drug enforcement in here, there's, I, I presume you wouldn't go to restorative justice on a traffic matter, but I'm thinking, um, well, there's, there's property damage, I guess would be an obvious one, maybe, I'm not sure. I, I just wonder if there's a connection. May I comment? Yep. Uh, Councillor Needham, I don't think there's a correlation, but restorative justice is an ideal way to have some resolution with some of this. I would say, in my opinion. Um, I am a little bit confused. Are those duplicate reports? I'm, I'm not sure how one is um, one is third quarter 2013 to 2017. What? Like I, uh, I is, felt like they were duplicate. One is supposed to be original and one is supposed to be specific to the Okay, they, they are titled the same, so I was a little confused. Okay, thanks. I'm pretty uh, I'm Okay. Um, any, uh, I'll take a, um, a, uh, a motion to accept uh, item 10.1 and 10.2 for information. Mr. Good, all in favor? Are there any notices of motion, uh, Mr. Parker? There are none, Worship. We had members from the public attend and then they disappeared as if they had been at the wrong meeting. So. <laughs> there were just attendees from uh, MMSA to uh, observe the proceedings, Your Worship. Oh. And they, yeah, I guess one, one, one item is almost the same as the other. So. Um, so that takes us to um, key communication items. Uh, Mr. Taylor, was there anything of particular interest to you? Well, I talked to Beardsall already about his visit here. set up within the town of Peace River is, is the bottom line. If you want more details, probably talk directly to Ms. Modi or, or, or Jim. Or Jim McQuake. Uh, Mr. McQuake may have a biased opinion on <laughs> We're sorry to summarize your worship. <laughs> okay. uh, is there anything else do you think we should highlight, Ms. Hume? So I've got those two as well as fire services and volunteer awards. Um, I also just wanted to circle council here and get your thoughts. Um, on the December open house, we're searching for a theme. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, it's the annual casual meet and greet with councillors. Last two years, we've used it as an opportunity to also advertise the budget and do some direct uh, consultations with the public. Last year, we didn't have a great turnout. Um, 
the year before we had a great turnout, so we're modeling this a little bit more off of this successful year uh, rather than the other one. But with the strategic plan underway, uh, I figure there's sort of an option in themes. So I'm just going to start with Colin, and if you guys just want to throw your thoughts at, say, strategic or budget, that. So what date is this one, by the way? Uh, December 18th, I believe. Okay. It's probably Monday. Mm -hmm. It's probably on the 30th. And we'll have a good uh, paper. Uh, Straw dog, I guess you call it. Uh, okay. Maybe it's Do you have a preference, budget or strategic planning? Or something else? Well, I thought I responded to an email, and I'm just drawing a blank. And I, I think my response said something like, we need to build a four-year plan, mm -hmm. and however or whichever focus administration thinks we need to take to get us there. So I, I didn't have a preference. I was just underlining the problem. And the problem <coughs> is we need to build a four-year plan. So to me, uh, the budget stuff, we'll all dream. We'll all have all political promises. And then the, 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 the Greg Town of the towns of the world will give us the, the budget reality check and we'll all swallow. And, and then something else will likely occur. But um, I, Sounds like you're leaning towards strategic planning. You know, I, 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 I'm not sure what if I can add anything more. I'm sorry. Put you in the middle then. So we did send out an email. We only got like two or three responses. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, you were all captive here. I'd just try to keep that. Byron? What we could do is we could actually have council think about it one more night. Sure. By, by Friday, if you just send something else, so that way you're not putting us off right moment. Okay. Dr. Peck, I'll say strategic. Sure. Consider, consider it as. I would I would be the same way. I have some specifics uh, that I would that I'll bring forward at the strategic plan. But. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, December eighteenth we should probably have something um, relatively solid for a strategic plan. Um, we mentioned something about the Chamber of Commerce wanting a. I go with the strategic plan, and they're usually the first week in December. I think that might be too early, so yeah. perhaps you could get back to uh, Ms. Toma and suggest the first week in January. We sent out an email, did we not? Ruth? I did. I let them know that two of the dates that they requested council's attendance, the 12th and the, the, the 14th and the 18th, were already spoken for. Okay. Uh, however, the, there is a, a gap. Uh, the, there's a chamber event beginning at 5 p.m., whereas council's event, open house, begins at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. So it's an option for council to have quite a busy night shuttling between the chamber and the saw ridge. But that one is a more casual wine and cheese event, and we have extended the invitation to the chamber to join council at the saw ridge to uh, have their input in that setting, as well as inviting them to rebook uh, in January when schedules are a little less pressed. Well, we, we don't want to invite them for input if we're not prepared for the input. So. No, the impression I got was they were hoping for sort of a sit down at a table meeting yeah. with as many counselors yeah. and yourself as possible. Yeah, okay. they weren't looking to discuss the strategic plan of their wine and cheese. No. Mm -hmm. um, in no, January, sorry, it was a very informal invitation. January seems a, possible. There was a formal, well, uh, a pretty harder request from Ramona Toma uh, regarding the uh, strategic plan. Yes. And I got the impression that was the first week in December after Wednesday. December 6th for their uh, membership meeting. So can you tell them that uh, we won't be ready for December 6th? We will uh, give them an opportunity to input formally or, or more officially uh, for the first, uh, the first, the first meeting in January. First meeting in January. That that, is, that was conveyed. Uh, it, uh, it was conveyed. Yes. Um, Councillor Good, your thoughts on strategic versus budget for the open house? Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll put you with Colin. Sure. Um, Can somebody just tell me what we just said? Uh, nothing. 
it was an indecision. <laughs> Do you have a preference, Councilor Manzer or Deputy Mayor? Elaine, uh, Ms. Yume is asking you what you what you would like to make for the theme for our Christmas open house. I think my message was that it be a strategic plan and let the the budget follow from that one. And I also would weigh in on strategic plan. That's pretty clear. Thank you. Okay, uh, we will uh, adjourn for five minutes, recess for five minutes, uh, and uh, we'll, and then we'll go in camera.